I have a dream that all men are created equal. back to your story. This is episode 8. Just before we get into the show, quick reminder that there are more things over at the site. Go check out yourstorypodcast.com and leave a comment if you'd like. Remember there's also an email link over there as well. That's also where you can subscribe and get the feeds, you know, just so you can get it all into iTunes a lot easier so it goes straight to your MP3 player, your iPod, all that sort of stuff. Love to hear from you. The links to the music from IOTA Promonet are also on the site as well. If you'd like to go check them out, if you like the music that I'm playing, consider buying. It's a good way of supporting the artists and they support me by putting their music up free so that I have access to it so I can make the whole program a little bit more interesting. And if you buy from them, that supports them and ah, it's all good for everybody, isn't it? I mentioned in the last show that I was in Sydney and one man was good enough to help me find some interesting people for the show. Well, this is another one of those conversations recorded in his home that was mentioned back in episode 6. Have you ever wondered, when you see celebrities adopting children from overseas, or maybe within your own community you may have seen some you know, kids who you can tell are ethnically different to the parents, and you wondered, hmm, I wonder how all this works. Most of the time, you tend to see children, but they all, all those children eventually grow up, don't they? Well, Yun is an interesting person in that she is one of those children who has now grown up. And she grew up in an environment that's different to most of us, in that she was one of these overseas adopted children. She originally came from Korea, and she was raised in a mixed ethnic type heritage family. That gives her quite a different view on, hmm, many things. Things that we normally take for granted. Well, this is her story. This is Yoon. It's the 9th of uh, February. I'm sitting here with Yun. We're just going to talk about her life as an uh, adoptee of uh, Korean heritage to Australian parents. So Yun, tell me your story. Um, I'm South Korean. Um, well, you look South Korean, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was adopted. We've been sitting here for a few for a little while now talking and I invited you on the show and you said yeah and um, but so you got the Australian accent so you adopted yeah adopted by Australian parents um, they adopted six kids in total uh, me yeah. and my sister my this twin is, this is your twin sister yeah she we're from South Korea um, was that a requirement did they have to adopt the twins as a, a couple mm, could they have separated you I'm not sure. Mm. I guess they could have, but the offer of twins was there, so... They took it? They took it, yeah. I think they were only... They only wanted one more girl, but when the phone call came through... You came as a pair? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. we'll roll with it. Okay. Um, a brother who's Indian and a sister and two other brothers who are Sri Lankan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um... 
So what age were you adopted at? Uh, we came to Australia when we were eight months, but we were adopted before that, but my sister got sick. Okay. She had pneumonia, so um, we had to wait until that cleared up. Before so we you were part of the up. family from just a couple of months old, but yeah. had to wait until she was healthy and then you came out? Yes. Yeah, okay. You'd have no memory of that, would you? No. No. no okay. Some people do have very fictions. early... Yeah. Some people have very early memories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just wondered. No. So, um... So, uh, what nationality is your parents? What, are, they, uh, are they Anglo-Australians? Yes, Anglo-Australians. Okay. Um, and um, what was it like growing up as a... Um, uh, yeah, tell me about your childhood. It was... Because you're you quite young still. What are yeah. you, 20? Uh, 23, 24 in next okay. week, I think, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, you, so you're quite young. So what was it like growing up in the last couple of decades here in Australia? as a Korean chick in a European Australian uh, family? For the most part, it was good. Um, because we grew up in Newcastle, it was a small town mentality, even though it was a bigger place. Well, what's the population in Newcastle? 200,000? Uh, More. Yeah, it yeah. could well be. It could be three, it's four. It's the largest city outside of a capital city. In Australia? Yeah. Is it really? Yes. Wow, okay, so it could be a half million or yeah, maybe even yeah, close to a million. Massive. But it still has a small town mentality. Yeah, it does. Be- I think it's because of the beach culture as well. Mm. Um, I, yeah, beach culture and thuggery sometimes go hand in hand, I guess. But it was, for the most part, it was good. Everyone was, um, they didn't treat us differently. People we knew didn't treat us differently. Like people we went to school with, other people that we didn't know, that we saw on the street, um, were more intolerant. They were... Okay, so all your friends, the family members, all that sort of stuff, they were fine yes. with this mixed-race family? Yes. Um, it's funny because our parents used to um, have picnics with other inter-adopted families. So there used to be a whole community of um, people that have adopted overseas so growing up we grew up around other families like that and but yeah. so is there almost like a community of yeah this that's good they mm. all support each other yes um but that fell apart when we were growing up i think i only remember it when we were little kids and then i guess the families and the support network okay grew apart but yeah so so you have seen some prejudice Yes. Yeah, um, especially because we used to travel a lot around country New South Wales because our uncle had a farm. Okay. And um, we would go to all of the small, small country towns. Uh, Places like Taree and Port Macquarie and coastal country towns were the worst. Really? Yeah. What about inland country towns? Inland country towns, I think it was a bit of a novelty. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, especially because we had white parents. Yeah, sure. Um, but, yeah, the coastal country towns were the worst. Oh, what sort of bigotry did you see? Oh, you know, go home chink or, you know, speaking to us in Japanese right. or things like that. It's like, yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> 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 All right. And I think it's, um, at first I used to ignore it. I used to walk past and just pretend that I didn't hear it. Yeah. Or pretend that I didn't understand it, and then 
as I was growing up, I was like, no, stuff them. So I'd, you know, turn around and say, fuck off, dickhead. And they'd look at me like, hmm, why are these words coming out of her mouth? Yeah. Do some people think that you can't even speak English? Yeah. Yeah. I remember once we were, um, I was at a library and this man came up to me and he, and I was looking at a book and he's like, oh, can you read that? And I was like, yeah, I can. He's like, oh, so you can read English? I'm like, um, yes, yes, I can. And he's like, oh, and then he started hearing me speak. And then, um, in Sydney, just the other day, you know, the, the church groups and they're mostly based, they're mostly Asian and they always have an American with them. Um, they walk around in pairs and they have Bibles and things. Are oh, you talking about the Mormons? Yeah, yeah. Ma- maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. The white shirts, dark trousers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They were offering the Mormon, um, the elders, yeah. free English lessons. And a man <laughs> came up to me. Yeah. And he's like, um, hello, would you like to come to our school? And I'm like, oh, what for? And he's like, English lessons. And I was like, oh. I can speak it pretty well, thank you very much, but thanks and, for the uh, offer. Were they, were they from America? Yeah. Oh, great. You could have taught them some bloody Australian. <laughs> and they were taken aback. And yeah, like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, bugger off, cobber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's been interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, have you found as you've matured that it's changed? Moving to Sydney was a change for the better. Yeah. I mean... Sydney's more tolerant? Yeah, Sydney's more tolerant of just different races in general. Right. Well, for the most part, then yeah, you get... Yeah, sure. There's always going to be areas. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, um, being Asian is not a new thing. Yeah. Whereas in Newcastle, it was um, not so much now because there's a university there and there's lots of international students sure. and things like that. But yeah. for a long time... So... Well, what's your relationship with your other siblings like? You know, these other cross-cultural siblings. What's how? How has that all gone? You know, like you've got all these kids. Did were they all adopted at young ages um, as babies? Most of them. The three eldest ones were a little bit older. They weren't toddlers. I think they were like four or okay, something okay. like bit that. Bit of age on them. Yeah, um, and the three younger ones were. Okay. Babies. So, what's it like having a, this blended family? You know, I'm, I'm talking culturally here. Like, let's not worry about the skin and the mm. color. Um, culturally, what sort of dynamic was happening within the family group there? You know, like, do you have a, a Korean cultural no. heritage? No, not at all. And I think that's tough. I think I was going through a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah. I was like, well, I look Korean, and everyone perceives me as Korean, but then I speak and I'm Australian and my values and morals are very much Australian. And it was hard to reconcile the two. It still is. I was going to say, have you? No, (laughs) it still is. It's still, you know, a matter of trial and error, but I don't think that I ever will find a balance. Yeah. Um, So what are you? Quickly. Australian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not... (laughs) No, but no, but that's why I wanted you to yeah. answer quickly because I wanted to see your first reaction. Yeah, you know. Oh well, I would always say that I was Australian. Yeah. But now, growing up, when I was younger, I never wanted to know about South Korea. I didn't care. I didn't care about where I was from or anything. But now, 
I'm more interested. Um, yeah. There's like support networks out there on Facebook, you know, yeah. Australian Korean adoptees and things like really? that. Yeah, and um, have you been to Korea? No, no. Are you? I was thinking about it. There was a documentary um, I found out about this group on Facebook, and it was for the SBS, and they were looking for people that wanted to reconnect with their yeah. family that were adopted. My sister wanted to be part of the process. So oh, a pair of twins, they would love that. Yeah, so I was like, mm, okay. So we applied and everything, and we went through the initial stages, but we were knocked back, which was fine, but that got me thinking more along yeah. the lines of, is this something that I want to do for myself? Yeah. Or is this something that I was only doing because okay. she wanted to go through that process? Yeah, so you don't feel... You, you haven't hung out with any of the Korean community here in Sydney? no. No, there's a guy that I work with, he's Korean, and he talks to me about stuff, but I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> and, and language, of course, there's no language, Korean language. No. Right. No. Right, so Korea is as much a foreign country to you as it is to me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard, because people automatically assume, oh, you know everything about Korea, and you speak Korean, and mm. you know everything, mm. and oh, we'll go to a Korean restaurant, and you can order, because yeah. you know. That's <laughs> I'm like, right. well... I don't really. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, let's go down to the local hamburger shop yeah. and I'll get a burger with the works because I can get that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, why did your parents choose to adopt? I don't think they could have kids of their own. So why didn't they adopt European kids out of Australia or European um, kids out of other countries? Why did they choose ethnically diverse kids? Why not choose all from India or all from Korea? Why did they choose a mixture? I'm not really sure. Um, I think that they just applied everywhere and they were knocked back a lot of the time. Right. But then, yeah, so I know it sounds silly, but they pretty much took what they could. I've got a daughter and uh, only one, only one child. Uh, and I've heard people say, you have two kids and you'll be amazed at how diverse the personalities are. Mm. And that's coming from the same genetic base pair of parents yes you then start um, bringing in other parentage and it changes profoundly if you start bringing in different nationalities it changes even more and even more so as if there's the parentage has got nothing in similarity like none mm. of you have got the same parents other than your twin sister yeah so you've got all these different parentages mm. and you've got different parents how complicated did that get I don't think it was ever thought of in terms like that. It was just, these are our parents, these are our brothers and sisters, we look different, but we're all Australian. So, well, what, I'm, what I'm actually thinking about is yeah. the difference between nature and nurture. You're yeah. all nurtured the same way, yeah. but your nature is profoundly different. Different yeah. parents, different mm. historical genetic mm. backgrounds you know was there in your personalities physically sure you all look different mm. but was there a difference in the, you know or did nature and so did the nurture of what your parents gave you bring you all together do you all have the same values no i don't think we do and but i don't even have the same values as my twin sister i don't think sure so well that, that shows how quickly things can change too yeah you know yeah. Hmm. No, that's a tough one. Do you get on well with your siblings? 
yes and no, um, I guess, or as much it, as anyone. Well, that's it. You know, yeah. is, is it any different to the way, the dynamic you see in other families where kids mm. are... No. It's just the same. It's the same. Okay. Yeah. So there's nothing more profound just because you've got all this different ethnicity. No. No. I think we've all got our issues, our hang-ups and stuff that come with it, but it's all the same, I guess. If somebody was listening to this, mm. from what you've noticed, what would you say? What have, what have you learnt so far in your short life? And you've still got so much to explore. Like you said, just, you haven't even been to Korea yet. No. What, um, what have you learnt so far? Not to judge a book by its cover, pretty much. I think that's the main thing. Everyone's so quick to judge and they're surprised when they actually delve deeper. And, yeah, I think that's something to remember. Have you learnt something of how to express who you are to people who judge you based on the way you look? No. I, Other I than think swearing I at get, them? I get very <laughs> defensive or aggressive um, if I'm in that mood. If, if they're being obnoxious about it, that's my first reaction. I don't tend to... That's just the initial reaction, but... You haven't worked out a subtle tactic of <sighs> cutting them down to size. <laughs> no. Um... No, not okay. at all. Okay, I'll see you in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you probably worked out something yeah, by then. Probably. I'll probably still swear at them. <laughs> you might have learned a couple of bit of a few Italian words by then. I'm really yeah. confused. What have, you, what have you been doing in recent years? You grew up in Newcastle. Mm. You're now in Sydney. Yes. Um, moved out of Newcastle. I was working in Sydney for three years before... I left, so I was commuting every day. Sydney, Newcastle? Yeah. You're doing that as a commute each day? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's a big commute. Yeah. Uh, two and a half hours each way? Yeah. So I was doing that for three years, and circumstances changed at home. So I moved to Sydney, which was good. I needed to do that. And I love Sydney. Sure. Sydney's great. Why'd you leave home? Um... A brother came back that I didn't really get on with. An older brother? Yeah. How did, how did you not get on with him? Um, he was abusive in my childhood. To? Me. What sort of abuse? Sexual. Burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he came back to Newcastle. It was very hard to deal with. Very hard. And I'm well, still what age were dealing you at the time? with it now. Yeah, what age uh, were you at the time? Four to fourteen. And when the abuse happened? Yeah. Okay. And he was what age? Uh, he's twelve years older, so oh, what older? sixteen. Yeah. 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 Um, um, so he was twenty six when the abuse was happening. Is that right? Uh well it started when I was four. Oh, so four? Yeah. Four to fourteen? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Right. Four to fourteen. Um yeah, so, he, so was he was sixteen when 16, it started. Yeah, sixteen to 26. Yes. Right. Right. And um, what age did he come, what age were you when he came back? Um, when you left Newcastle? Oh, just last year, the year before. Okay. Okay. So that brought back all these old memories? Yes. Yeah. He was in Queensland. Right. Right. So. Do people know about this abuse? What type of people? Well, I'm talking to your siblings and your family? Yes. They do? Yes. How have they dealt with it? Not very well. And I guess it's tough 
In what way? What ha- in what way? Not very well. They acknowledge that it's happened, but there's no. I think now it's at a stagnant area. Yes, it's happened, but what? Um, they're they're of the idea that it's in the past. So put it, it should put stay there. Yeah, the sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of an Australian value as well it's, about other things. Not necessarily. I just think that that's the mentality. Yeah, yeah. Of you know, especially older. My parents are in their sixties. Right. So yeah. Um, um, how have your parents dealt with your brother? And this knowledge. They love all of their children. I like the way you smile when you say that. So, he's still around. He's still part of the family. And I mean, I'm not saying it's all his fault because he was abused as well. But that doesn't make it right either. No, it doesn't. So... Yeah, it's tough because I can see where they're coming from. I can see where he's coming from in a way. And then I have to deal with that all. So. And how are you dealing with it? At the moment, um, I've just started seeing a psychologist and a psychiatrist again. I've been through the process before. It wasn't good, but... I think this time it will be a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it helps to talk to people. Do you... Um, how do you deal with the uh, responsibility of it? Like. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> um, sometimes I don't want to at all, but it's always there. It's always... It's defined my life. It's shaped me as a person. My problems that I'm going through now all relate back to what's happened. And I guess, you know, not in terms of just the abuse, but adoption in general, abandonment and things like that. So... um, Do you wonder about your parents, your biological parents in Korea? um, Do you wonder about that? Or do you know the story behind that? uh, Yeah, they were unmarried. And they couldn't afford to keep us, so they put us up for adoption. Okay. So I don't really worry about them. Um, as far as I'm concerned, my parents are my Australian yeah. adoptive parents. Um, and my, my adoptive parents have always been supportive if I want to find my biological parents. But I've always said no. And I think in some ways I think that it would be like a slap in the face to them because they've raised me my entire life and yeah for me to turn my back and say you know what I want to see what else is out there I want to see who else I think that's okay um okay. not for me sure anyway sure that's a personal thing yeah. yeah I mean people who go out and find their real parents and stuff and they have wonderful stories is good for them but not for you no, <laughs> no fair enough fair yeah enough. how do you reconcile it like are you Where's your, you know, like I asked about responsibility before. Mm. Do you blame your brother? 
I, I don't put words in your mouth. Mm. You know, like, do you blame your brother? Do you blame your parents? Do you blame nobody and just see it as one of those funny twists of life? You know, you always smile about it and move on. Yeah. How, how do you process that? Well, how do you lift yourself out of the mire? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, at the moment, I've gone through and I've done the whole blaming my parents and blaming my brother, and that's gotten nowhere. It doesn't make me feel any better. It certainly doesn't make them feel any better, especially my parents. And, um, yeah, it's tough for them, especially calling them and things, especially now because um, it's just been dragged up again because it lays dormant for a while and everything in life will go on and then it'll erupt mm. again and it'll keep doing that. It, that whole cyclic process will keep doing that until I work my stuff out. And I was always apprehensive about it, about getting out there, but I know that I shouldn't be and that I should learn to verbalise to people what's happened more. Um, Do you see that as an important part of the process, to express it, like you're doing right now with me? I think so. I think because, I mean, abuse is always, it's a shameful, let's hide it under the carpet type thing. And a lot of people have gone through it. Yeah. Do you know what really pisses me off about abuse, especially child child abuse? Mm. How much of it there is? Yeah, that's what shocks me more than anything. Yeah, and it's that not... shocks me more than the actual acts. Yeah, because it's just rife. Yeah, and no one speaks up, and that's the thing. That's what I'm hoping in doing this. People understand. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's not the greatest thing, but you have to tell someone. And it didn't happen for me as a child, but hopefully, did be... you? As a four-year-old, as a seven-year-old, mm. as a ten-year-old, and this was going down. Yes. What would you, if you could, if you could go back 15 years? Yes. What would you say to that little girl? Fuck, you coped really well. <laughs> you survived this. Is yeah. that what you're saying? You'll yeah. survive? Yeah. You will survive? Yes. Yeah, you'll survive. It'll take perseverance. A lot of perseverance, but you'll get there and you'll become stronger for it. A lot stronger. Well, you've already said it identif- you identify that this is what made you, but has it also given you your strength? Yes, maybe. I guess so. Bugger a way to get the strength. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> a little... you, know, you ride a roller coaster, it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it has in a way. Um, just dealing with this whole process mm. because it is a process and yeah I guess if I could turn back time and this was happening now I would tell people about it non-family members people who are objective to it all like a teacher or something like that. So if you could talk to the six-year-old, mm. you'd tell her to go and talk to a teacher. Yeah, a teacher, someone else, someone, someone, a friend's parent, right. anyone. To try and get the word out. Yes. 
Yeah, because... And hope they get involved. Yeah. When you tell family, it's not like they're pretending that it's not happening. It's just maybe they don't understand the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Or even how to deal with it. Yeah. You know, how do you deal with this going on? You know, like, what are you going to do, throw him out at 14? Mm. Or whatever age yeah. he was, yeah? I tried to tell... 16? I, I recall trying to tell my parents, and I guess because I was so little, I couldn't articulate what was happening. Mm. And, you know, my parents wouldn't imagine in their wildest dreams that this would be happening. So I guess they didn't put two and two together. And I'm not saying that, that it's their fault, and I'm not saying that it's my fault for not expressing myself properly. I just think that if you tell someone removed from the situation, it'll be easier. It'll be yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. Because maybe they'd get it more. They don't have that. All the prejudices of family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where for you now? Where are you off to now? Um, I don't have any other plans. I just try I just want... I don't want peace. You want peace yourself? Yeah. At the moment, it's pretty hard to come by. But it's getting there. Okay. Okay. And And just hopefully to let people know that this does happen and it's more frequent than people would ever realise and you shouldn't stay silent about it. Did your sister know about this behaviour, this going down? Yes. Was she... um, Abused? Yes. Uh, so she copped it as well? Yes. Okay. So she deals with it quite differently. I was going to say, have you supported each other through this? Um, to her, it it didn't happen. Oh, okay. To her. So she's doing denial? Yes. And she, so she acknowledges that it happened to you? Yes. But she refuses to recognise it happened to herself? Yes. But you know it did happen to her? Yes. Isn't the human mind an amazing thing? Yeah, it is. It is. And it's funny that we're identical twins and we deal with it so differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, sounds like, do you have goals in the next 5, 10, 20 years? No. Right. Day no by day goals. stuff. Yeah. Okay. And that's how it's been pretty much since this has all happened. Really? I try Since you left think, Newcastle? Or? or even in my teens. Right. Um, I try and think grand scale, but it's hard to. Okay. It's very hard. I don't have any goals. Okay. I know that I'd like to travel, but who doesn't? Yeah, sure. Um, and do you feel that it's, this abuse has conditioned you at some level to want to operate that way? Yeah. Or is that just your personality? It's not nothing wrong with it being your personality. No, I think that it's made me more wary of the world, of people in it, of circumstances and situations. So I've got to get past that and I've got to get past the fact that not everybody is bad. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's okay. Thanks Thanks for talking to me. Oh, pleasure. (laughs) Pleasure one. Um, No, this is great. Um, so yeah thanks very much that's okay yeah good thanks and all the best have a you know I I, uh, I look for I think I, I think I you may well be seeing me around I really? look forward to yeah. uh, <laughs> I look forward to seeing how um, your life evolves and how you process this mm. it's it's interesting 
I, um, I've known a few too many people who've, you know, had this happen to them. And, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's a good thing to get over. Yes. Yeah. And you have to. You have to be able to. It's just finding ways that help you deal with it. Yeah. yeah. All the best. Thank you. Bye, you. See ya.